Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Everybody, welcome back to Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversation. My name is Adam. Really excited for today's episode. Haven't done a daily notes, a full official daily notes episode for quite a while. It seems like, uh, but just been really busy with work schedule. It's getting summertime, so getting a little busier with my work schedule. But I want to do my best to try to give you guys some cool content, have some cool ideas for shows coming up. This one's going to be a fun one because on April twenty third. On HBO Max and in the major motion pictures theaters, Mortal Kombat 2021 version comes out into theaters, and it's a based off a video game adaption and from 1992, big fighting style game that I remember a lot of growing up. I remember this game was a game I couldn't play originally. I have since found uh, a copy from my Super Nintendo, my kind of retro game collection that I have. And the cool thing about this game was Super Nintendo was, at the time, a very family-friendly product. However, you could buy the same exact game on Sega Genesis, but with blood. And there was some hype about that. I'm trying to I'm trying to, I'm eventually get my copy of Mortal Kombat on Sega just for the blood uh, and play it on my Sega as well. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm becoming a retro gamer. I'm getting building my collection for the retro games as well. Uh, but Mortal Kombat was one of those ones that I'm super intrigued by, especially with the new movie. At the time of this opening intro, I have not watched the new HBO Max version yet, so I'll be adding the review at the back end here. So hopefully it's good. I'm, my anticipation level at the moment is I'm kind of getting more excited, especially the last trailer made it look super brutal, had a lot of the fatalities that the game looked um, gave us, and Sub-Zero's in there, Scorpion, a bunch of the, the main big guys that we know and love from the gaming franchise, as well as the 90s movies, uh, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I'm also really high on this other anime kind of style film that came out last year called Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. It's a very brutal anime, uh, very graphic uh, animated movie. And if you're in a fan of this, these characters, these uh this, these movies you definitely check out. I'm also going to give you guys my top five uh, video game recommendations. Now, this is not my ranking of what I think the best video game movies of all time are. It, it may, but I think that you're, you love games. I'll give you guys my recommendations of what movies or video game movies to watch. With some honorable mentions, of course, and I'll have a retro a rank, a review of Mortal Kombat from 1995. So anyway, all that things, two re reviews in this episode and a video game. Uh, kind of recommendation uh, as well. So definitely check a look at that and hope you guys enjoy. Growing up, I always had this fascination for fighting video games. I would love inviting my friends over and putting on a game and going to the selects character screen and picking out my favorite character to go up against my friend's favorite characters. Now I remember have fond memories of going up to my cousin's house and playing uh, some fighting games as well. And of course, the two games we were going back and forth were, of course, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Today, I'm going to be talking about one of those movies that spawned from those video games that we loved so much. Of course, I'll be talking about the Mortal Kombat film that came out in 1995, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson.
each of us, there burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will and his forces of darkness. In an ancient tournament, one more victory. Your soul is mine. And our world no! is theirs. It has begun. Anyway, so to keep myself in, excited for the brand new HBO Max slash movie theater experience of Mortal Kombat 2021, I wanted to go back and look at the 90, 1990s version. I didn't check out Annihilation because I, I don't have fond memories of that film. But for whatever reason, I kind of like a nostalgic um, memory of this 1995 Mortal Kombat. And of course, I wanted to not just dive into the movie, but I also do have the Super Nintendo video game here. Uh, so I wanted to dive into this game and play a little bit uh, and realize how rusty I truly am. Yeah, so I had to bust out the old Super Nintendo and I played a little bit and here's some footage that I filmed of me playing. I, 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 none of the controllers came back to me, however, but I do have some fond memories playing with my cousins with this game and I remember not being able to own Mortal Kombat. Um, as a Super Nintendo owner, I was kind of bummed about that because it's one of those hot topic games. I remember growing up that remembering uh, the news articles because the game came out in 1992 and there was a different version of the game where you can have blood and stuff. And I remember the Sega has it and I eventually we'll get my copy of that. But right now, the Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo is kind of what we got now and it's, it's fun. I still remember playing uh, as a kid and maybe not being as good, uh, probably a little better than I am right now, of course, but it brings back those nostalgic feels of those seeing these iconic characters uh, and hearing their, uh, seeing their fatalities on screen and watching them uh, say their catchphrases or whatnot and hearing fight and finish him and all these awesome fun things that we get to see in the game. And of course, let's transition into the, the movie from 1995. Now, I recently had just rewatched it, like I said, for anticipation of the move, the new, latest movie. And I gotta say, this movie is pretty dang 90s. It's super cheesy, but there was some nostalgic charm to it. Video game movies haven't been known to be the grandest of films. 
but this one has kind of truly stood the test of time being one of the earlier adaptions. That's the, not the first video game movie for video game adaptation to the big screen, but one of the ones that kind of set the bar and it didn't really set it too high, mind you, especially looking back with a, what, what is that? Like almost like 20 year lens or 25 year lens now. But there is something that they were doing right with this one. It does kind of capture some of the feel of these characters now granted do the uh, do the characters on screen portray what you've envisioned them being from the video game probably not i definitely don't remember some of these fight sequences and we'll get into some of those things i think they kind of fall into gripes but i gotta say th there was something really cool when you saw sub-zero walk out and scorpion walk out on the screen at the first time and even characters like johnny cage uh, pop up in uh, sonya blade these guys are pretty much iconic characters and i you know i realized watching this one that i kind of really dug sonya blade in this film so the synopsis is when lord raiden handpicks three martial arts experts federal agent sonya blade played by bridget wilson and shalin monk Liu kang played by Robin Sow, an action movie sensation, Johnny Cage, played by Lyndon Ashby, and uh, and mentors them. After intense training, Raiden transports them to the, the outer world, the site of the interdimensional <laughs> fighting tournament. There, the three humans must defeat the demonic warriors of the evil Shang Tsung, uh, or allow Tsung to take over the Earth. Now, I said, this is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. It came out in 1995 with a box office uh, total of $122 million. That's actually a pretty good haul for being in the 90s. I'm not quite sure how that, uh, what's the kind of the, how it, how much money it would make now, but with a budget of about $20 million U.S., uh, $20 million, that's actually pretty dang good. Now, if we look at Paul W.S. Anderson's filmography up to this point, he has about 17 films that he has directed. And, it's crazy. He has, you can look at it right here on IMDb and see that he has a strange fascination with video game movies. His latest adaptation came out in 2020, starting me and Jolovich, uh, Monster Hunter. Didn't see that movie. Didn't look really, I didn't hear great things about it. But we also see he's directed a bunch of the Resident Evil movies, has Pompeii, which, yeah, disaster kind of cheese, I guess. And uh, DOA, Alien vs. Predator, the first one. I actually kind of enjoy that film for what it, what it is. Uh, and then also have been Horizons, probably his most uh, notable thing as well. And then, of course, Mortal Kombat. You know, not being a, a huge Mortal Kombat extra expert, mind you, I, I'm a fan of the games, but don't know all the, the mythology of, that surrounds the game with the characters as well. I'm relatively going into, I would say, as my, a novice fan of this movie. So I'm just basing it over what I see and what I personally enjoy. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you guys leave me a comment in the comment section uh, what, what you guys personally feel about these characters. So one of the most iconic characters to this game, and we'll start off with Lord Raiden. He's played by Christopher Lambert. Now, when I picture Lord Raiden, I do not picture this actor here. I thought he, I thought I always pictured Lord Raiden with like, maybe of a deeper voice for whatever reason. And he just kind of has a very chill demeanor about him and, He's one of my least favorite performances in this movie, and it's not like it's horrible. It is kind of maybe has a little bit of cheese to it, but it's just one of those ones that doesn't really catch my attention. So it, it, it's kind of a bummer for me because Raiden is one of the, my favorite characters from 
when I play him on the video game. Uh, so with his character, I'm not really like just blown away by his performance. One of my favorite ones, of course, is Liu Kang, which is played by Robin Zhao. I thought he did really good in this movie. He's definitely a very believable, obviously, martial arts fighter. He definitely is one of the big leads in this film. And it's really cool to see him come out, this character, uh, Liu Kang, come out and basically uh, try to get revenge on his, the death of his brother in this film. And that was very cool and fascinating. And it, the, so he has kind of a purpose and he's driven to kind of seek this revenge and try to win back like his kind of family honor in a way. And I thought that was a very cool little way they told this story, gave him a little bit more personal backstory. And, and then also along with the other characters, Sonya Blade, who is portrayed by, Bridget Wilson Sampras, which I actually really enjoyed uh, Sonya Blade in here. I thought she, if this was a bigger, uh, more popular franchise, we could have seen Sonya Blade be one of the big 90s star action female stars of the 90s, maybe of all time, maybe not that much. But I'm thinking like Sonya Blade is a pretty badass. And of course, I, I do know that's uh, Ronda Rousey does voice her in the latest Mortal Kombat game. So it just proves that uh, this character is a total badass. And I thought. Uh, uh, Bridget Wilson did a really good job in this uh, this role here. I thought she was very believable. I did not like when after she got captured, she came back with kind of like frizzy hair and she kind of looked had more uh, fem uh, femininity to her. And kind of, she's still a badass, but just not that kind of straight arrow, straight uh, straight lace type of uh, combat uh, character that she was set up so perfectly in the, the beginning half of the film. And of course, we had Johnny Cage played by Lyndon Ashby. Johnny Cage is kind of a cheese ball because he's an action star. He's basically there to prove that he is not a joke. He's not a hack. He's not a fake. And so he has something to prove in this tournament too. And he actually has a, the hardest matchup, I feel, in the first round. You're taking on Scorpion, one of the most iconic characters in the video game, and all of the character. When you think Mortal Kombat, you're re really thinking two characters. You're thinking Sub Zero and you're thinking Scorpion. So it's kind of ballsy for the very first fight that Johnny Cage has up go to go up against Scorpion and actually defeat him. It's really weird, <laughs> and I, I kind of at the at the same time, it's like I get that move. It's a ballsy move. I don't like it, and here's why: because I think Scorpion needed to have some fights in his, a little bit more uh, fights. And granted, he it's kind of cheesy with his like his Scorpion thing comes out. It looks really bad '90s graphics. I'm hopefully they update that in the uh, the latest film. Uh, but he needed to see like these main characters have some fights against some maybe lesser characters and build the the villains up as well to fight when they actually clash against these three heroes that you're pushing so heavily. I uh, thought it was kind of just a bummer for Scorpion fans out there that he lost in the first round. Nothing wrong with Johnny Cage here, but it's just, it's a bummer. It's Scorpion, one of my favorites as well, and he loses. So uh, We also see, uh, in a, later on in the match, we see Liu Kang fight up Sub-Zero. I thought that was a fairly cool fight. And uh, Sonya Blade also does a really great job here as well. Uh, they do introduce Grogu in the movie, and it's definitely kind of animatronic, uh, kind of really cheesy when he's on. He's a very menacing character in the game and one of those uh, characters that are really badass. I, if you like Grogu, definitely check out the Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge movie. He has some pretty cool fight sequences in there. And But overall, Grogu is... Uh, I think he's done really well here. I think he gets taken out a little easier than I would like him to do. Uh, but I'm not maybe nitpicking the film a little bit more. Because this... In, in the long run, this is not, you're not going to watch like an award winning film here. You're watching this for some 90s cheese, uh, some fun martial arts film, and maybe some nostalgicness to it if you're a big fan of the video game. Maybe even this movie from the 90s. Now, my big takeaway from this movie is that I actually, 
I kind of enjoy it. It's you know, it's not a perfect film, but it's kind of that one of my friends here on YouTube, he basically says it's like Taco Bell. It's not good for you, but it's it's easily digestible. You can you can eat it and just enjoy it. And that's kind of what this movie is. It's not a perfect film by any means, but it's one of those movies that I want to put on. Uh, maybe a couple times a year, uh, if I'm feeling in the mood, just have some fun with it. You know, just I accept what it is, and maybe ha just have my nostalgia kind of put me put my nostalgia goggles on for a little bit, and just have some fun with the movie. And brings me back to just being a kid, playing the game, and even watching the movie too. So, anyway, my overall grade for Mortal Kombat, I'm probably going to, if I'm being really honest, it's probably like a two two point five rated film, and most of it has to do with the nostalgia. Hey everybody, welcome back to Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversation. My name is Adam. I have a fun topic here. With the latest release of Mortal Kombat 2021, I wanted to give you guys five video game movies that you guys should check out. You may have seen some of these movies, but I want to give you guys my recommendations for some movies that I really thought were a fun time at the movies. Now, these may not be the best adaptations for the video games. I know that very well uh, for firsthand. But there's some enjoyment to be had. Rather it be, it's so bad, it's good territory, to actually be in a good movie. Now, these are not my 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 ranking by any means of my favorite video game movies. But you are more than welcome to leave in the comments section down your ranking or some of your recommendations for video game movies. Again, this is only my top five, so I will be kicking it off with some honorable mentions, of course. So my recommendations that, that are just missing, my top five biggest recommendations for you, I would say... Angry Birds. I'm not a big fan of this this movie per se, but it's a good family-friendly fair that especially my daughter is a big fan. So I had to mention Angry Birds the movie. Not a big, not the second one, just Angry Birds one. I've also really enjoyed that Alicia Vikander's Tomb Raider movie. Uh, it's Angelina Jolie still has her a uh, beat, but I'm very curious to see what the, the next chapter for Laura Croft going forward may be. Vikander did a really cool job in this. It really uh, kind of got that feel of that. PlayStation 3 slash 4 version of Laura Croft. And my last recommendation, you have to play this alongside with the video game. I would say Ratchet and Clank. Now, this movie kind of re kind of set the games where they actually made a PlayStation 4 game that was kind of based off this kind of universe here. The game is by far superior than the movie, but if you kind of like Ratchet and Clank and you love that PS4 video game, you might be interested in checking out the movie. It came out a few years ago. My daughter and I kind of had some fun with it. Not not the greatest Ratchet and Clank thing. The game is uh, what you're really kind of paying attention here for, but it's a good one to kind of get you into that vibe. Anyway, let's go into my top five video game recommendations in no particular order, kind of just what I'm kind of shooting off the cuff here. And again, leave yours down in the comments section down below. Number five on my list for really cool, fun, action-y stuff here. All right, so I have to go with a kind of an older video game movie to kind of kick it off this list. And I think to to no chagrin here, I'm going to go with Angelina Jolie's Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Now, the reason why I'm picking this film is that it is the perfect mixture of action, uh, video game adaptation, video game ridiculousness, and nostalgic cheese for me that just absolutely pays off. Seeing Angelina Jolie absolutely own this role, one of my favorite performances from her because she absolutely knocks us off the park. You can definitely tell that in 2001, Simon West had a big movie crush on her because when he, he does a lot of crazy shots with Angelina Jolie and she absolutely comes off as like the most amazing person possible. I absolutely kind of have a lot of fun with this movie. 
uh, as well. And I think there's a lot to kind of like, you see John Voight shows up in here. I think Daniel Craig, actually, James Bond shows up in this movie. It's a Tomb Raider, Laura Croft Tomb Raider from 2001. It's going to be on my list as that big action-y adventure uh, video game adaptation that you should definitely be checking out. Number four on my uh, list has to go to a kind of a kid adaptation, one of those ones that the whole family can absolutely enjoy. And I, I, I'm picking between two different movies here. I'm going, it's either Sonic the Hedgehog or Detective Pikachu. However, I think overall I'm going to go with Detective Pikachu on this one. Now, it's a video game that I, uh, it's a series of games slash cards. I never really was allowed to play Pokemon, fun fact, which my mom didn't want me to play it. However, after I'd grown up, I watched the movie, and I absolutely, absolutely was charmed and delighted for this film here. I really love to see all the different Pokemon, and I know a lot of people were very nostalgic for this, especially Pokemon Go came into the forefront right when the movie came out. So lots of stuff to love about this uh, this game, and I wish, I hope we get a second one of them, but also, don't sleep on Sonic the Hedgehog. I think that's a good family fun friend family fun movie and you guys should all watch as well uh number three gotta go with a movie that is kind of a fighting uh, video game movie and i'm gonna go with you would think mortal kombat not street fighter not mortal kombat unfortunately here but i'm gonna go with mortal kombat scorpions revenge now this is an animated movie that came out in 2020 directed by ethan spaulding and we see, it's actually Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Sorry about that. Let me correct the title. But this is a very graphic, in-your-face, rated R, I believe, uh, animated kind of uh, Mortal Kombat movie. It is very graphic, but tons of fun. If you are really wanting to see a cool Mortal Kombat movie, granted, this is before. I'm, I'm filming this before I watched the 2021 version. This is a very brutal, in-your-face Mortal Kombat movie that I, should, I would definitely recommend you watch if you're a fan of these characters and you want to see some really cool action. And you don't mind... Uh, the animatedness of these characters. If you're a fan, basically, if you're a fan of like any DC animated movie, you're probably going to like this one as well. So definitely check out Mortal Kombat Legends: Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, probably another recommendation that I'm going to give you guys. We're going to go into another shooter horror franchise, and that is going to be the Resident Evil franchise. However, my favorite movie in this franchise, which has a ton, some some minor ups, but a lot more downs in the film. So I'm probably going to go with Resident Evil Apocalypse here because it has the nemesis in it. One of the big bad himself in this film it, it, it has, I give the slight edge. The first three Resident Evil films for me are actually pretty enjoyable. They're not terrible in my mind but resident evil um apocalypse has a little bit more actiony stuff has some cool horror scares i guess and also we got the nemesis showing his ugly face walking around with a giant uh, submachine gun on his arm basically giving you resident evil 3 vibes which i absolutely dig and love and i think it's really cool that we get to see nemesis on the big screen i wish we saw like mr x from resident evil 2 in there uh, we don't get him and this, but after all these Resident Evil remakes of the video games, I, I kind of really dig this one a little bit more because we get to see Nemesis on the big screen in live action form, and we don't get to run from him on the, on the video game himself. So I'm going to give you guys my uh, probably Resident Evil after or Apocalypse, sorry, as my second recommendation. You could check out. My number one recommendation here, it might be cheating, but it has to go to a Dwayne Johnson movie. Uh, he's been in two you know, two video game adaptations. And I kind of dig both of them for what they are. But number one, that number, number one recommendation, of course, is going to be Rampage based off the Rampage video games where we see a giant gorilla take on a giant crocodile and a giant wolf. 
And of course, Dwayne Johnson's there fighting alongside him, which because he's larger than life. He's the Brahma Bull, right? But anyway, that, that's a pretty ridiculous movie, but it's a still a kind of fun, action-y film that does kind of capture a little bit of the feel and also plays it has a little nostalgic Easter egg for fans of the video game as well. But the other one, I want to give you guys a recommendation for to watch Doom. Go watch Doom again. Not maybe the whole entire movie because it is kind of ridiculous and this really captures the feel, feel of the video game. But one sequence is totally worth the recommendation to watch. And it's this sequence right here. Now, I can't show the whole sequence because of copyright. But if you're listening on the podcast, you may or may not be able to see the whole sequence. So, Or at least listen to the whole sequence. anyway that's that's my recommendations what are your guys recommendations for video game movies let me know in the comment section down below let's hit a, a fun conversation and make sure you hit that x button on the subscribe button today to stay up to date for more movie related conversations and fun uh, pieces as well like this so the latest Mortal Kombat reboot just hit HBO Max and served up a bunch of fatalities at the box office this weekend as well scoring a global haul i believe what it was 50 million dollars over 50 million so it's good to see those box office numbers start climbing and mortal kombat was one of those films that you would have a fun time watching on the big screen especially if you're a fan of the video game or even the 1990s classic film first learned about this seven years ago on a mission in brazil to capture a wanted fugitive when we got there it tore through our unit in seconds The target had superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. As Mortal Kombat. These are your champions. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Name's Jax. Kung Lao. The fate of Earth is in our hands. No matter how many of my people you put in the ground, we will not fail. Kill them.
wins. You fucking beauty. Mortal Kombat, this new latest installment, is directed by a director named Steve McQuoad. I can't, don't know if I pronounced that right, but this is apparently his very first film he's ever directed. And I love seeing fresh takes on film by newer directors. We saw a bunch of that from in the Oscars race, plus last, last year there was a lot of great new uh, directors sharing their voices in film. And this is kind of an interesting first project for a guy because it's a big blockbuster type of film. It's a, a property that people really do care for and appreciate and love. And even if the 90s classic movies uh, with uh, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation, uh, there are some nostalgic feels to have those. There is there is a following for those movies and these characters. And as a person who may may not be like fully versed in the the lore, the film or the lore or the mythology of the, these characters in this this world. It's still fun to journey to the outer world and experience this tournament. And unfortunately, that's one of the things I didn't care for the film. It's kind of a ballsy move that the film didn't have a Mortal Kombat tournament. Tournament. They mention it several times in this movie, but they didn't show it, which is kind of um, odd for me to uh, say. So let's take a look at what the, the film is all about. I'm reading the description off a of letterbox right now. So washed up MMA fighter Cole Young, unaware of his heritage and haunted by Emperor Shang Tsung's best warrior, Sub-Zero, seeks out and trains with Earth's greatest champions as he prepares to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. So, pretty straightforward plot. There's some haunting. There's some kind of maybe some revenge in there. There's some takes. Uh, but we're not really caring too much about the story here. Uh, this is kind of... When you're watching this, you're watching for the gore, the, watching for some of the fatalities, the, the fight sequences are what you're really paying your money for. And I got to say, these fight sequences are a lot of fun. There was really cool moments that they actually do callbacks to the video game sequences with these really cool and interesting fatalities. That is what this movie is really good at, these fight sequences. They're very, I feel like they're very unique, and I feel like there's some really cool gore uh, freaky out, uh, freak out stuff and blood stuff that happens in there. If you're, if you're a big fan of any of that uh, bloody mess of, of bloody messy violence, then this might, you might have a lot of fun with this film. And I definitely think this film kind of knocked out those sequences. That second half of the film is by far, I will also say, is better than the first half. The first half was really slow because you're setting up a ton of ca new characters big air quotes on new characters because we had seen them before, but you're introducing some new characters to an audience who might may not be familiar with them. So you're introducing those and then you kind of slow start developing the, the, the plot of the movie and the journey of these characters. The second half of the film is where this film really is clicking on all cylinders. It is a big bloody mess of, of uh, some action and it's a lot of fun. Uh, what I would have to say is that the performances here, nothing really stood out. I think the only guy that I really enjoyed, and I'll give a special shout-out to this guy, is the guy who played Kano. His name is Joss Lawson. And I, I've seen him a couple times in a couple films, and I I thought he was really good. A lot of the witty dialogue that he brought to this uh, made me really love Kano in this movie. And uh, it was fun to see where his, character, where his character started from and where 
he ended. Maybe a little predictable what, what, what happens with that character, but needless to say, I enjoyed the heck out of Kano when he was on screen, and I wanted to see more of him, quite frankly. I had seen Joss Lawson in movies like Bombshell, Anchorman 2, and The Campaign. He really didn't really stand out on those films too much, but I thought he was a big standout for this film for sure. Uh, some of my negatives and gripes about the movie is that that first half definitely takes a little bit to get going. It starts off with a plot. It starts off with some backstory to the Sub-Zero character and a Scorpion as well. And to be honest, those are the two most iconic characters. And I didn't really find that is to be as interesting as it should have been. It wasn't like it's, it's horrible by any means, but I kind of just wanted to jump into this tournament because I thought the movie initially was going to go in a different direction. But this is the, the way the film did take us. It didn't necessarily bore me. It just I wanted to get hooked with some more fight sequences and some action right out of the gate that was more entertaining than what they actually gave us. Not a huge gripe on it because I did kind of like the payoff near the end. So it does pay it off. The beginning does pay off near the end of it. And but it, it, I guess it, it is what it is on for that sequences. Uh, some of the other things I didn't kind of uh, I kind of frustrated me about the movie was the script was kind of really all over the place, kind of a mess. It was the story wasn't that great, uh, but I think you're not really paying for the story in this. You're paying for those action sequences and the violence that this franchise is known for. Especially if you're a fan of the video games, you do know that the the violence is kind of what you're playing the games for. You're seeing to see, you're playing to see how you can uh, have those fatalities work out on your other player, uh, other people you're playing against. And the movie does deliver on that if you're looking for that. But if you're looking for a, a solid story with some good, good character development, this isn't the film for you. I also thought that the performance of Louis Tan, who played Cole Young, I'm not a huge fan of that performance, and he's probably the most bland version of any character in this. And that's not necessarily probably him, but it's probably the, again, goes back to the script. But if you can't write solid characters, it's really hard for the, the actor to portray something interesting uh, through a bad script. <laughs> and if I'm being completely honest, my favorite characters in the Mortal Kombat franchise is are Sub-Zero and Scorpion. And I felt like they... Sub-Zero was pretty dang cool up to a certain point, and then he kind of, I was just like, ah, okay. And then Scorpion wasn't as what I was expecting it to be, him to be as well, and I wish they would develop and put those characters uh, and, and develop them a little bit better than they actually were given on screen in the long run. Uh, it, it That's a little frustrating to me because they are the most iconic characters, and they really did get nothing to do as much as I wanted. Uh, yeah, they set up Sub-Zero as the main uh, villain here, but I think they could have done a little bit more to give give him something more to do. Also, some fan favorites like Johnny Cage didn't really appear, didn't appear in this movie at all, so that was a little bit uh, frustrating as well. But there is a, a tease for a future sequel, so hopefully we do get some of those because I think there's a lot you can do with this franchise, and there at least it's a good stepping stone film. It's not a perfect film by any means, especially for a start of a franchise. But I think that the violence and the action sequences alone do kind of give it uh, a chance for possible sequels in the future. 
Overall, on the almost sideways rating scale, I'm probably going to lean a little more favorable than other people, but I'm probably going to give it a 2.5 out of four stars. It's I'm not going into this movie expecting anything other than great fight sequences and some awesome violence. And that's what I got with this movie. So I came out satisfied and I'm willing to actually buy this on Blu-ray or at 4K when the movie does come out and rewatch this one. I actually had a lot of fun. I'm a fan of that 1995 Mortal Kombat movie as well. Not so much Annihilation. But this one I'm going to give a pretty favorable rating for because I did have some fun. And sometimes the F word, fun is uh, the most important thing when you're watching films sometimes. So anyway, that's my quick takes on Mortal Kombat 2021 from, on HBO Max. Let me know in the comments section down below what you guys thought about the movie. And also check out our podcast streaming on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Stitcher for more movie-related conversations as well. Anyway, until next time, I'll see you later.